Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Depth Charge with Bane and Sugar, or by Bane and Sugar, where we talk about f- music, food, and love making. This uh, will be our second episode, right, Paul? That's right. Yeah, and uh, um, I hope that you could uh, hear the comedy that came through the microphone there. <laughs> hey, that's what it is. This is this is what we're gonna you know try to talk about. It's a, three big topics, and of course we're not gonna just emphasize on the love making, but <laughs> because. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's, the news we came so far in the first episode was pig dicks. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. That's right. So, but today um, we're gonna focus more about uh, our background because I heard that some of our uh, feedback and comments from our listener and our friends uh, said that we should talk more about ourselves. Um, Which I'm not sure about that, but why not, right? I mean, you asked, and we should do talk about ourselves a little bit. Uh, yeah, give like a give the background. Well, yeah, because I suppose like in our mind, uh, we're talking to, in, like in, a, in your mind, you're talking to people that know you like somewhat. But then again, mm. uh, we we could easily be talking to people at some point. Yeah, sometimes I talk to a lot Who of don't people. Know. I know in my head. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but you know, it's reasonable. It's reasonable to uh, answer a few questions, ask a few questions yeah, of each I, other. I, I think. think so. I think so. Why not? So you you go. You I always let you know my friend goes first. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, even last, even from last week when I was asking you about the music business, right? It was in my mind to ask you because even though we've like talked a lot over the years, I still don't think. Even like even people who've talked as much as us, I still don't think uh, I've asked you some of the questions that I've got down here. Hmm. Like for example, like really, uh, like for example, you know, when did you start music full stop? I don't think I've asked you that. Mm, true, because yeah, people never really ask me that. <laughs> But I didn't really start like. What do you mean, like turn yeah. professional? No, I mean uh, literally. When did you first pick up an instrument? How oh, young were you? Man, were you really young? If I would. I was forced to play, actually forced to learn piano, and I have somebody at Payap uh, who can, you know, <laughs> agree that I, I was a really bad student. I mean, I was forced to learn piano when I was four or five. So okay, so we now I can tell you that we have the exact same story. I was yeah, forced yeah. to learn piano, right? And that like killed music in me for 20 years. You were obviously somehow or other. Well, it didn't kill music <laughs> because I ran around and kicked. You know, kicking his ass, <laughs> just like being a pain in his ass for so long, <laughs> and now I think he's one of the um, he's the dean at Payap University. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but that didn't really stop me from music. What kind of stopped me from music was you know studying at uh, one of the school, like like you know school. Yeah, and one of the music teacher kind of really like derailed me from from. From music, I mean, well, she was talking about like notes and you know all these things that doesn't you know. And I, I want, I want to understand. I love music. I grew up with uh, parents and grandfather who who surrounded me with music, you know. And but it was a shame. I mean, I'm I'm this kind of guy. If like I go into a class and you know, 
the teacher kind of being, a, you know, doesn't really want to pay attention to you and kind of make mocks you for your question or these things. You, you, I mean, you lose interest in all these things. Mm-hmm. But fast forward five years, you know, after that, I, I went to uh, Nashville, and that's where I started picking up guitar. Well, hang on a second. Like, for me, you've maybe skipped off, skipped a lot there. I have no <laughs> idea where we are, what year, what, even what decade in your, in oh, your life. But oh, hang on I'm sorry. So yeah. no, no, okay, so I've got you. So, so that's a similar story for me. I was, um, and I've always been really ridiculously dramatic. Didn't kill a love of music in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my family played music in the house all the time we had this big house and there was always like music playing in it uh so i loved always loved music mm. um but the idea of like being a musician i hated that because yeah like you said i was forced to play piano and mm. there, were, there wasn't anything like particularly inspiring about i don't know it just didn't work i mean my, my dad had a good idea he said like put some blues records on and play mm. play to those that seems like a really good idea <laughs> but it, for whatever reason it just maybe I'm a late developer musically. It didn't work for me. So, mm. so the qu- the question was, yeah, you okay? And your answer was, you're forced to play learn piano at the age of four or something like that. Mm. So when did um, when did you first actually want to play music? When did you first feel like, yeah, I I want to do this? How well, we that, that happened when I moved to uh, the states when I was young, and uh-huh. I was uh, ten years old. I moved to the state when I was eight. But I love to sing, man. I mean, I remember growing up listening to John Denver and uh, Michael Jackson, which is totally different, different genre. But but they they both um, uh, super oh sorry super uh, influential in my life. And yeah, yeah. So then you know I love singing, and one of my uh, relatives in in Nashville said like, hey. You love singing. Why don't you just try learning an instrument? I say I hate, I hate piano, you know, because of all, <laughs> all the things that happened in my in my past. And he said, "Well, pick another instrument." And one day, a friend of my dad just came into my room and asked me if I want to, you know, I was doing my homework and if I want to play this instrument. It was a guitar. And I said, "Well, why not?" You know. You know, mm-hmm. help me sing. Sure, I'll, I'll do it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, ten years old. After that, I just like I stopped stopped studying school. <laughs> I remember, I remember rushing home from from the school bus and like just not even like playing video games, not even caring about the homework. Just like in one week, you know, I was just trying to. Trying to uh, play the uh, the E chord, <laughs> so so you got into it like pretty heavily quickly. Oh yeah, like quickly. Yeah, quickly. Okay. Man, my 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 what my finger was uh, was blistering, <laughs> if that's a word. Yeah. Uh, it is a word. <laughs> yeah. Agony. <laughs> right on. How about you? When did you when did you you know start your first instrument? Well, no, like I said, um, you know, it's kind of forced to learn piano, uh, and I, yeah, but I, I, I enjoyed like there was there were times there were times when I like enjoyed messing around on the piano, hmm. I, so I enjoyed that. But when it came to actually learning yeah. on a piano, I never got into it. Yeah, um, and my dad had other instruments around the house. I think I think he was like a kind of a non-starter musician. He mm. probably like taught himself to play guitar a little sure. bit. Sure. He'd at some point or other in his life acquired a saxophone, but he said 
he said he'd played it once in the house and we all started his children started crying <laughs> so he put it away and didn't bring it out again but i think that's just an excuse well, he probably didn't really have a teacher or if anything. you go to northgate that's what everybody's doing now <laughs> one one blow and everybody's screaming <laughs> anyway all right uh, <laughs> well, it sounds like your father is a renaissance man <laughs> a little bit i mean oh, he is a good cook yeah, too, no, no, right? no. yeah he is absolutely no. uh, i've never known I've known a few people who like are into so many different things and will he'll talk passionately about any of the arts. No, that's great, really man. passionately about any of the arts. It know. shows through you, my friend. Mm. So, okay, so um, I think I answered the question, right? You answered the question. Mm. Okay, I got some more questions. Oh, okay, okay. So my next question is, um, well, you just okay. So you've answered the first two because like, you said who who most influenced you as a musician. Well, you said your early influences, but <laughs> yes, then yeah, l true. let's just say. Um, Oh, let's bring the question into the scope of your whole—I don't know—musical journey. Who has influenced you the most? Oh, that's the hardest question to ever answer. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be just one. You could. Yeah, it's just. Well, I think I—I kind of, I think I kind of have a, this curveball with John Denver. I mean, people like. Uh, I think a couple years back, I—I I, I wrote this article about an article when I didn't get published and. I, dissertation essay or whatever on my my facebook and giving him like an homage a tribute to uh to john denver of how you know he's such an influence in 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 my songwriting you know and it, it's just like i think his music has so many uh i don't know childhood memory of like When I ever listen to it, it brings me back to when I was, you know, listening to him, when my dad would buy his CD for me, and, you know, I have a CD player, and I would listen to it before I go to bed, alongside more certain, depends, <laughs> on, on the night, you know, you, you listen to it, and, yeah, just bring, brings, brings me back good times and bad times. <laughs> okay, um... How about as, um, you know, because I know you from, um, well, I first knew you like as a, as a jazz musician. I, I, I like later on learned that you were into all sorts of different music and, yeah. were, you know, played all sorts of different music. Yeah. But so who influenced you like specifically as a guitarist, like as, a, as mm -hmm. an instrumentalist, you know? Who? Well, I have to, I think we have to put it in a genre perspective then. I mean, like folk, I would, I have to definitely say John Denver. And rock is Slash, <laughs> uh, you know, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, jazz is so hard because I first listened, I first got into jazz because of Joe Pass. He still influenced me today. Uh, but as I, you know, study more, I, I love Jim Hall. Mm. Jim Hall is the person I always go back to. Even Pat Medini go back to Jim Hall, <laughs> you know. And I love Pat, you know. But uh, when you go back and listen to Jim Hall and you know that album, uh, The Bridge with with Sonny Rollins, mm -hmm. oh man, that blew my mind when I first heard it. I heard it when I was in 12th grade. Um, my friend gave it to me. I was like, "What the fuck are you giving to see, me?" See, I'm a saxophone player. I didn't <laughs> notice that there was a guitarist on the album. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm, 
the hey, bridge. I'm kind of being serious. Oh I, my God. I, I, I'm kind of joking, kind of being serious. <laughs> Man. Hey, hey I, I was just, listening to Sonny Rollins. Sorry. Just go, just go, just go back and listen to it. It's it's mind blowing. Like you know, the rhythm changes and the rhythm. It's the rhythm team itself was so amazing. But Sonny and Jim Hodge is like. Yeah, fuck piano, fuck pianist. You know, I need this new voice and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> man, that I, I have to admit that album, The Bridge, is hard to listen if you haven't listened to jazz for like you know for quite some time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, Why? I, it's it's really it's. I don't know. It's just so avant-garde to me, but it's not, oh. right? Yeah, but it's. Yeah, I yeah, felt listen. that way. I yeah. I couldn't grasp it. I was thinking to myself, like seven minutes of people j- like just playing notes, and you know, I'm com- I'm coming from like a rock and a folk background, a blues background, and you hear this note all at once, and you're just thinking like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. I can't get a grasp on this. I was thinking, I was thinking to, I was asking myself, you know, like, do I really want to study this? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was really intimidating. Ah, oh, no, no. Okay, that that feeling I can relate to, <laughs> like really relate to. You know, some, um, like, okay, for in my case, maybe in my case, I took music up again, like much later in life. Yeah, and I, you know, I've never become like a an accomplished musician. You know, in in most ways, but um, I, I remember you know getting to the point where I could play in bands and this kind of thing. But then listening, you go and listen to some mm. some of the greats play, and you think, hang on, that's so many levels. That's <laughs> so many levels behind where I am now. Do I do I want to think about it even in terms mm. of uh, as a musician? Do I even want to think about it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for all you <laughs> <laughs> inspired to be a musician, it's okay to feel that way. Just just. Go through it. It's like actually, it's kind of remind me of like the first time I bake bread, and you know I think I'm a pretty good baker by you know from what I gave to people. And people ask me like, "Is bread making hard?" I said, "No. It's on- only if you go, you know, pass through the first loaf you make." Because that can be very discouraging. <laughs> I remember the first bread of love I made. It was like a brick. Mm. <laughs> it, was, it was so man, and you know, you, then you know, then you get past through that, and you make another love, and you get better at it. I think it goes the same with music. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. How about um? Well, because last week we talked about um, you know, the music business more, and uh, I think of that you know when 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 you bring the music business into it, you sort of um, I, I tend to think more in terms of like producers and this kind of stuff. Mm. And I know that you you've been becoming a you're a producer now. Yeah, produce several albums. Say. Yeah. So, um, who's influenced? Who's important for you? Like in that sense, who've who've you uh, taken well. something from? It might sound cliche, but I always look up to, well, not look up, well, I always look into, like, Rick Rubin and of how he, he really helped shape the the modern uh, music. Actually, he started from hip-hop, right? But then, right. you know, some, I never knew that. I only knew him. Did, did he start from hip-hop? Yeah, yeah, Def Jam. Okay. He started with Def Jam. Um, I forgot the guy who owned Def Jam. Yes. Yeah, oh, sorry about that. 
<laughs> I didn't mean to talk about that, but um, yeah, the guy that owned Def Jam it record. Wasn't, it wasn't Ice Cube, was it? No, 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 no. It's something with Phil. Anyway, <laughs> we should have looked it up. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, your homework. Anyway, Rick Rubin helped. You know, helped. You know, started that uh, movement. Def Jam. You know, Def Jam, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. yeah. So he was part of that movement as well. But he just happened to be, you know, really gifted as a as a producer and sound engineer. And then I, I heard Rick Rubin through all these uh, records I know. I didn't, I mean, when you're young, you don't pay attention to producer, mm -hmm. and, right? I mean, you, you, you pay attention to the artist. Right. Only now do we really, like, oh, we give more, in like, care about producer because there's so many DJ and producer in this, you know, 20th, um, uh, to what? 2020 thingy I mean for since the 2000 DJ has been calling themselves producers <laughs> right well yeah maybe because of that I, I didn't think give producers a second thought either until I like learned more about Quincy Jones oh Cause yeah because I, I knew him yeah. like first as a producer yeah but then like when you delve into his history I you know it He's just an accomplished musician on every on every level. He was he an is. instrumentalist first, yeah. composer, arranger. Yeah. You know, yeah. Quincy is is a really uh, I don't know top. Like you know, he's a legend. Right. Nobody legend. nobody touch yeah. him. Right. I mean, right. somebody should. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but Bush, <laughs> you know, like guys like um, Nirvana, like Bushwick. You know, he has his own band, Garage, I think. And Bushwick was was labeled as Nevermind Man, you know, <laughs> because he made that album. Um, yeah, his sound and his sounds just stick, and it's still sticking into Foo Fighters now. Well, well, like me and you would um, definitely expect this to be true that uh, for to be a good producer, you'd you'd. I mean, I don't know if it actually has to be true, but I would. You know, if, when we're talking about sound production, you'd want a, a musician's ears in the room, right? Oh, definitely. I That's mean, I mean, but I always grew up like being taught like not to rely on producer. My uncle would always like um, tell me like, "You are your own man. You know what you want from your band, not the other way around." The only time you would need a producer is like for, for him or her to uh, help you with something sonically that you know you can't get mm. and you know at an early age i i realized that you got to know your weakness in in each area of your life like what you can do and what you can't do and you need to find that that person to help you know fill in the gaps of, of otherwise you're just going to spend so many times you know wasting it right you either like get somebody to help you but that's that's tricky because you're right you know, producer, good producer, helps the artist and doesn't put label that this is me. If you listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers, you don't think it's Rick Rubin. You know? It is Rick Rubin? It is Rick Rubin. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, right? I mean, like, that's what good producers do. They, they, they bring out the best of the artist and help them sonically through. But mm. actually producing is just more than that, right? I mean, you're a producer, uh, accomplished producer. You gotta, you gotta know how to man manage, how to get the best out well, of this, every this situation. This is like probably 10 podcasts and endless, you true. know, endless well, episodes. True, are, true. Um, because it, it would depend on the, the artist, you know. Obviously, as a, mm, like a, as mm, a mm. You, you could have an artist that's got their music ready and they're just trying to 
you know what I mean, make it sound the best they can. Right. There could be other, I'm, there are definitely, I know, because I've seen some of the stories, there are other artists that just don't know what they're doing and the producers yeah. like... Well, pretty much because, you know, the label doesn't give a fuck and they just bring in as like, well, you know, <laughs> with all due respect and no offense, I mean, with, you know, some bimbo and some good-looking guy coming in, you know, fucking gigolos and <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Nah, just kidding, just kidding. Anyway, and just put a fucking mic, you know, in front of their face and expect, like, a team of, like, you know, five to ten people to, like, write an album. Make them sound, make them sound good. good. And, by the way, it has happened through, through all the, uh, you know, music industry, and that's how you make money. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, leave the dark side of it. <laughs> um Well, we're in Thailand then, and um, I suppose... Uh, oh, before we go, yeah. I just need to give a shout-out to Thibaut and Burnett, a producer, great guy, you know, a very, like, uh, um, accomplished, um, like, country music and folk uh, music producer. You're, you're giving him a shout-out from you personally? Yeah, like, as yeah, a yeah, like, you know, I, I, because we were talking producer, I need to, like, you know, like, uh, okay, just to you. mention him, yeah, and, yeah. you know. Okay. Because he, 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 is, he is a really important uh, producer that I, I look up to now, too. Ooh. Okay. And he's in country music? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Like, okay. if you, you know, like, uh, Alison and Krauss with uh, Robert Plant, he produced that and got a Grammy, like, 10 years ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, okay, I, I, I've always known you as someone, like, yeah, with this uh, international perspective and, uh, and outlook. Um, but you also in Thailand, I know that you can like, I know you think locally as well. So mm -hmm. who's like, uh, yeah, who's impressed you or who have you sort of uh, been influenced by in locally? Producer? Well, no, musicians are producers. I mean, could, musicians are probably, I would like go with yeah. artists. Yeah. yeah, producer is a bit hard. I have so many stories that I <laughs> I don't think I can, I can tell without getting sued <laughs> but anyway um, but well, uh, but I don't know much about the law uh, can, you can't get sued for telling the truth can you it, well that's can the you? thing you gotta defend well, in you court like, you, well, you, something. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta defend, defend in court you know yeah. I mean why don't we just like save all the trouble and not say it okay fair enough yeah I mean, you know, it's <laughs> because I'm saying, like, you know, they probably because I, I can't say names, right? I'll I'll just provoke you when you're not expecting it. I know, all, it'll I know, all burst it, it, yeah, it will all burst <laughs> out. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> not. I'm just saying, not not the producer I work with, the producer I heard of. Let's just you know cut cut any ties between anyway, me and my producer. I didn't want to ask about uh, producers anyway for Thailand. I, I wanted to ask about uh, you know bands, musicians. Well, yeah, artists. local artists. You know, I mean, I was so influenced by Carabao um, and uh, the one, the one, Wong the one has always been my my go to Thai band. I mean, people may think I'm weird, but I, I grew up in the states when when actually the pop culture in Thailand was really peaking. Mm -hmm. You know, and I kind of miss that miss miss that window. Uh, when you say like pop, you mean pop music? Yeah, pop, pop music. Like, you know, it was booming in in nineteen ninety four onwards. It was right. like whoa, you know, like 
Jay Jay was you know really famous and all, all those like <laughs> solo uh, solo artists and some really interesting bands come out. I came. Know? I mean, I came to Thailand in 1998, and oh. you know, like I was a you know a, a snob. I mean, I, like musically speaking, I just would say that I hated all pop music, but now, <laughs> like and the. But now, when I like hear some of the songs that I heard, like Thai pop songs from that period, it uh, I get very nostalgic. Yeah, I, true. I, I like a lot that, of those songs. Yeah, it, true, man, true. That's and that's why it's still selling today. It was just like it hit the right spot, the right time, and it kind of cemented a lot of uh, artists that are touring now. To me, Tejitarin is still touring, man. Oh. <laughs> you know, well, it's it's something to you know to to think about. I mean that's like how many twenty something years ago, and he's still touring. Yeah, you know. Well, some and also some of those songs though they have like a uh, a warmth to them that remind me of some of the songs from America, like a couple of decades sure, previously. Sure, you know? sure, yeah. They've got like a, I mean that was the golden. They call it like like the golden era of Grammy. You know, it's just like wow, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, influential. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, Wong Tawan has always been my go-to band. Karabao and uh, who else? Uh, even Blackhead. I used to I used to like them a lot. And uh, yeah, but like for indie bands, indie bands horror. But I I think there's some really good band coming up. You know, and they're trying to make it. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Actually, there's this band that has. I, I'm not sure, but I think they disbanded. I'm not sure. It's, the the band is called Goose. A Thai band. Yeah, it's really far out progressive. Uh, why is it progressive? It's more like a, a post rock progressive Thai band. Uh-huh. Really good. I think they opened for Keen once. And this song is so nostalgic, so mm. good. It's like a mashup between, you know, I don't like to compare, but it's just for people at home listening, just, you know, it's like radio, Radiohead mashup with like uh, Coldplay. And yeah, it's just, it was really- Keen definitely had a lot of influence here. Like I heard a lot of uh, Thai bands making songs that sounded like Keen songs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, that, that's a good intro to the question I have. One of the questions I have here, which is, what do you find most frustrating about the Thai music scene? <laughs> uh, this is either, you know, I make friends or make enemies. But the truth still stays. You know, just before I get into into that question, I just want to remind you that we we made this podcast, me personally, not me, I, don't, I don't know if Paul would share, share this, but we, we are trying to be as honest as we can be and just having mm-hmm. fun. And, you know, we don't try to disrespect anybody because we're not going to name names. But in my opinion, I mean, what, what's most frustrating about the Thai music scene is the lack of professionalism, especially in the indie scene, you know. I mean, I feel like... I I try to I try to show like a standard mus- mu- musicianship that that I was brought up with, you know, through my through my uncle and through the people that I've been associated with uh, in in the industry for sure. 
I mean, I'm a no. I mean, some, for some of you, I'm a nobody, right? But I am somebody that has been through the trenches, and I can say that a lot of kids, a lot of even the same age as me, who are still um, making music, are not putting enough effort of professionalism. Um, okay, I'm actually glad you brought this up because uh, what interests me is why is that, and is it maybe? I mean, I have my own idea about why it is, hmm. why it might be, but why? Uh, what, I'm, I'm like, okay, because lack of professionalism, that's what you see, maybe. Um, but there's got to be like a an actual cause of that. Oh sure. D and do you think it's maybe just lack lack of experience of what professionalism looks like in another? I mean, context? at first you can say that I mean that they lack experience, but come on, man, we in the 2020. There's so many things that can teach you about how to become professional. You know, how how you can become um, have a good uh, adequate of like, you know, being being a good good uh, person. And you know, or being a responsible person, right? Mm. And you put responsibility, and then you put music in it, and then you know how to become a good musician. You need a certain uh, attitude. I, I, I've got you, but I really wonder about that because um, sometimes I think you know you assume oh, our actions come from. You kind of assume oh, we have like these values, these ideals, and then what, we, how we act comes from from those. Not hundred percent sure that that's the case because mm. if you if you like take people for example, let's just suppose uh, Thai people have gone abroad and worked in a working situation, very different working environment. I, I would expect them to absorb something from that and sure, come back working. Sure, you know, sure. without and it doesn't necessarily some don't, but sure. Yeah, but and and it's the same the other way. Like it's the same the other way. Me, me coming here, um, I I feel like it's almost in the reverse. I feel like uh, I'm someone that's like influenced. Let's just say easily influenced. There's negative and uh, positive aspects to that. So I I feel like um, I would have adapted my behavior before I repositioned, like reworked my values. So I I almost think like. The the idea of responsible ideals like responsibility and professionalism, or th anything else that could change, um, almost come like after the fact. After the fact, what do you mean, like? Uh, I'm not I'm not explaining myself very well. Hmm. Well, um, I remember like for example when we uh, when I went down to Bangkok to yeah. do the music video, yeah, Kobe right, music video, right. The, I was I was so impressed by yeah. like the professionalism of the professionalism of the team the, yeah, uh, because, the video team because Kobe pick only the best teams and we always inspiring to be like you know one of the top uh, band that will make a standard in 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 the indie indie scenes right yeah um, yeah but don't like uh, so. Yeah, ah, now I see your point. Like, so okay, so supposing you um, like those guys, wow, they really worked their asses off that yeah. day, and uh, yeah, they were incredibly professional. Yeah, and sort of, um, yeah, they just they just burned through it. Yeah, um, some of them had experience working abroad. Some right, not. right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know, I, but I definitely hadn't seen people working like that in Chiang Mai. No, 
<laughs> but then, well, you know. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it. There are probably some people working like that, but I'm sorry, I haven't seen it. But I wish there there would be more. And it, there's people coming from Bangkok moving into Chiang Mai and and are trying to are trying to change and you know. Well, I don't know. I'm not actually saying you know. Not actually saying. It kind of fits with the energy of Bangkok. I I would hate, I would mm. actually personally hate for people in Chiang Mai to have to be working their asses off. Like what? That. No, I, no. That's in, the a, thing. in a way. In a way. I'm I'm trying to vo- provoke people and giving a solution of how they can be successful in their career. Yeah, you know, and feel right, especially yeah. in music. I mean, you can't just love music. You gotta work your ass off. Yeah. And then you gotta have luck as well. You know. But the, you probably don't you think ever, uh, you can find like a, a style that fits the atmosphere and you, you probably can be a professional in a way that fits the locality you know fits the atmosphere and the pace of life no um maybe <laughs> i'm not sure i i i mean like in japan people just have this nowhere no matter where they are i mean if you in out in the country you still work your ass off work ethic right mm, it's 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 something that should be a standard if you want to success in life You can't just be slugging off and shit like that. I mean, you gotta work your ass off. That's the only thing I I feel like. Some indie bands, some are not working their ass off enough. I mean, they would. I mean, the reason some of them are indie band because they got rejected by labels. They go to that route first. I have never submit any of my music to the labels. Hmm. Label comes to me, yes, but I have never submit any. You know, music to the labels, except uh, demos um, recently. That I, you know, I was going for more uh, broader. You know, like maybe I, 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 I contact people. You know, like some labels in the states, and but in Thailand, I have never, you know, reached out to any labels. They come to me, but I don't come to them, and that just gives you a, a different, you know, advantage. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's totally different uh, perspective. The thing is, the thing is, you know, this, the music scene can be better if they understand their work ethic needs to be improved. They need to know how to, you know, have a right idea of what what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, like if we were talking about the rock and roll lifestyle of rock, rock star or something like that. That I think that's totally changing in in today's uh, modern music. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit last yeah, time. Yeah, but and we, we yeah we didn't really go into details. Like, you know, it's not about it's not sex, drug, and rock and roll anymore, right? I mean, it's it's like a lot of water, <laughs> mm. a lot of exercise, right. eating fucking keto diet or something like that. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> no, it's good for you. It's good for you. But the thing is, you know, like for me, for instance, I, I sing with Ong Or. It's the it's the hardest band I have to ever to work with, you know, on on my body. Mm-hmm. I have to stay in shape. You know, I have to sing. I have to run around, and you know, it's it's like it's a fast pace of music, very energetic. I think it's one of the most energetic band I've ever been in. Uh, yeah, yeah, you um, you. Always walk off stage looking absolutely mm. destroyed. <laughs> I know, and 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 I go to the gym for that. <laughs> Imagine if I didn't. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you can't. And you know, I have good like pun on drums. I mean, he he runs and stay in shape. Louis now on bass he runs and stay in shape. Okay, so given given like what you're saying, like you know, if you feel like that. Um, uh, uh, Chiang Mai is like not in the game in some ways in terms of like. It's not. This is not just okay. Chiang Mai, man. I, I mean, I, I, I'm talking. Okay. About, we're talking about Thailand, okay, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole Thai, the whole Thailand indie scene, is is lack of professionalism. It's getting better. I'm not saying it's it's like oh man. There's I don't no know. Home. I mean, I don't know any, anything about it, so I have to take your word for it. Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, but so in in which case um, is well. I had this question in mind for not just the indie, but like, given some of the things we're talking about, is Chiang Mai less? Can, can we? Can I ask a question about Chiang yeah, Mai? Yeah, sure, sure, okay. sure. Is Chiang Mai a good place to build a, mu- a oh, career damn in right, music? Oh, damn right, damn right. I think I'm, I'm not sure if I said something in the last epi- uh, episode, but I mean, Chiang Mai that is the reason I moved back, not just yeah, because of the hometown. Yeah. yeah, but I, I would just like to say it again. You know, Chiang Mai is the place to be. For creativity, the money is not there yet. But you know, I think uh, I'm trying to work uh, with some people to change that. Mm. I think we can really do it if we we put ourselves together. You know, I don't need to do it. They don't need to. Do it. I mean, people that you know has been experienced in in their life, and uh, you know that has already made a career of music, but. I'm I'm thinking like for the younger generation and everything that's happening now in the 2020 I think it's the it's the right year to to change things to improve things for the better and we can't be slow about it the world is like you know is blowing up you know is we we got to we got to find a way to make things uh, sustainability you know sustainable in 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 our own field in any way we could, you know, and I, I think Chiang Mai has not been um, tainted yet. Mm. It, it will be. Mark my word. This is 2020. If we have, we, we not, you know, have not start doing anything now. In five years' time, so many things in the entertainment industry will be mono- monopolized. Mm. Uh. So we got we got we got to do something. Really? It like mark it, my word. 2020 if we don't do anything, we don't change anything now. In 5 years time, everything will be monopolized. Right. Uh even though it's getting like even though it's been getting easier for bands to just put their own music out, etc. Yeah, it's but like that's like slow. that's like they call it um, what change? Small money? change. I got yeah. you. I, I, I got you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about making a career, not okay. a hobby. Okay. I, I understand. You know? Yeah. We're talking about millions of baht, you know, going through each event, but that's mm. all major and mass, like you know. Yeah, and I, uh, so, I, so I've got you. So you, if basically for um, artists to to take a proper and fair share of it, yeah, people need to step right. up and think and about we, how to work right. and be professional right. and, like, and think about we, the business. And, and we're talking about original music that is you know, you know, being created by original artists, not yeah. people through label. I'm not saying labels are bad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, labels are good and they they know how to do it. And but with the business that is going today, they will have to try to monopolize. They will have to fight 
to you know find a way you know to to make every money that they spend come back to them and not going out to other I mean good company does that they need to find a way to make the money come back to them right right not outsourcing everything and just like let the money go to something you know so if we don't do anything right now Chiang Mai has not been tainted I have said that and we need to change you know there's there's a group of uh, musician and community here that is very loving and is envied by people in Bangkok and I think Chiang Mai music community are envied by people around the world people are drawing to Chiang Mai looking for original music Mm -hmm. we are famous for that yeah we are famous for that in Bangkok People are coming here like, okay, let's look at this right now. Polycat. Polycat is a Chiang Mai uh, uh, artist, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they, they're one of the number one selling bands in Bangkok right now, you know, because they know how to, you know, they start from indie and then they work their way up into like, you know, labels, uh, pushing them to become, you know, uh, the top selling uh, uh, entertainment. Who, who else from Chiang Mai is do, getting some sort of traction in, in Bangkok or nationally? Um, I, I, see, I wouldn't have like a, I don't have well, my finger on it. Yeah, I, I, I Solitude I, is bliss. They Solitude do, is, they do is well in India. In, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they do. I mean, they have a good reception for yeah. sure. Yeah. And um, I think they, they, they might have a, a chance, you know. But I don't want to, you know, if, well, I don't want to, like, intervene in, in what they're doing right now. And I don't want dis- to, you know, discourage them from from what they're doing, you know. But I, I would give, give them, like, a little pointers, like, through this if they ever listen. It's like, you know, they just need to, you know, know what they're doing and know, like, like this thing can happen really fast. An opportunity can happen really fast, and they need to be prepared to grasp it with their own uh, uh, willpower, not through other willpower. You know, mm-hmm. they cannot be governed by other people. They need to be strong in their beliefs and do what they think is best for them, not because some other people are telling them what to do. You know, and you know that's why I'm here in Chiang Mai. In a way, it's like I'm showing. I'm showing people that I'm a guy, you know, that can round up some group of, of a musician and create original music. My show is 100% original music, right? I mean, on all is always 100% mm-hmm. original music. Isra, always 100% original music. And I'm just, I just want to show as an example. I'm not just telling, right? I'm. I'm I'm acting too. I'm not. I'm walking the walk, mm-hmm, and right. people can do that. You know, it's it, you don't have to be good. You know, you can be good when you're 60. You know, you just gotta do it and do it with the right intention, mm. but not with like, oh, I'm, I'm the fucking greatest musician in the world. I get laid. You know, I have all these things like right now. You know, who's thinking that? Oh well, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> some some are thinking that, and you need to stop. You know, get real. You know. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, you are you um, involved in any? Uh, you're involved in like some other new projects. Is there anything that you? 
can talk about or like to talk about or is, is there some stuff getting saved up for um, um, well there's no really confidential in, 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 in the area I'm doing right now I mean the producing side I'm we are like with Rasumi we are we are working to to do an album I'm not sure when it's going to be out because uh, we just launched a single but it should be you know uh, I think luck, luckily by the end of the year Grace Moon is will be out very soon in a few in a few weeks I think very what? excited about that yeah yeah, yeah, I've uh, had a chance to listen to some of those tracks. Sound You're amazing. a very rare and very exclusive person. <laughs> <laughs> also the person who played... No, I won't say that. So, um, how, how about um, on our CD? On our CD has been much anticipated since last year. And it will be launched this year. Uh, EP, by the way. And I think we... I think in the mid-year. Okay, yeah, cool. Mid-year. Yeah. All right. Um, another question. Let's say just um, mu- personally, you know, you know, musically and anything related to the music business or music. You know, what have you what have you already proved to yourself, uh, and what do you feel like you still have to prove to yourself? Hmm. Well, oh, that's really hard. I mean. I'm still trying to prove. Um, I don't know if it, is that that's that's the right that, word. Maybe that's an ugly question. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not an ugly question. I mean, because yeah, some people do get drive by proving something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I accomplished so many things in my life that I, you know, mostly try to prove somebody else's opinion wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That has always been my drive, and I. You know, this small event come. You know, each event I always succeed. I'm ha- I'm having second thoughts about the question the okay, way I phrased okay. it as well. Okay. Uh, let's just say, yeah. Let's just say that's a nicer word. What if you, what if you, would like? What would you like to accomplish that you still haven't accomplished? Well, one thing for sure is that you know what I just said earlier about um, the music community and mm. um, the social movement that we we can try to. Uh, you know, have a sustainable career path career for, path for a musician, yeah. and you know, a steady, a steady income, and maybe some social security for for a musician in the in the long run. You know, trying to inspire young generation to, you know, be less uh, egotistic and more uh, professional uh, work ethic and. You know, just be an all-around good person that can really uh, help this world a better place. And because I truly believe music is such a strong, powerful uh, force. I mean, I I told you before, like, you know, I I'm going through some cha- changes in my life, and I've been through so many changes and trauma and ups and downs in my life. But one thing that has never changed and has always helped me was music. People around music may have hurt me, may have disappointed me, but music itself has never, ever betrayed me, has only given me a, a push, a drive, an outlet, a mattress of, you know, uh, of comfort and some sort of gateway to a 
new dimension that I, you know, is so hard to explain, but it's such a right feeling, you know. You, you've actually answered the question I was uh, going to ask. I had that question because I remember mm -hmm. you saying that to me the other right, day. Right. Um, so, so you're given the answer. In actual fact, not many people have ever put such a, a statement about music to me like that. Mm. But in a way, I think like uh, that Ralph Thomas once said something quite similar mm. because you know he'd been through like a, I mean yeah. you know he's just like a lifelong musician. Yeah. But he, he told yeah. me when I asked him, you know, like because he he when he was younger. He'd been drinking, and then he quit drinking. He hadn't mm. drunk for 30 years or something, mm -hmm. and all, all sorts of things, you know. I said, well, what do you do when you don't know what to do? He mm -hmm. said, I turn to my horn, mm. you know. And I think, he's meaning, he, I think he was getting at the exact same thing. You know, when he didn't know what to do, or when he couldn't think of any, anything to do, he just turned to music and right. turned to his horn. That's why I'm so fortunate, man. Like, last night I was feeling down, and I just turned around, and I saw my guitar, and I was like, man, I... I'm so lucky. You know, like, in in the blink of a second, a man that can lose his uh, sanity, you know, has turned to a, a, a instrument that have saved him from, in, you know, insanity. Mm. It's amazing, man. It's, 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 it's one of that feeling where you're just like, oh, man, I'm so fortunate. And I feel like if people have that same feeling towards something that's that's something that you should never let go you know and well i i, I hope you know people will will understand more why sometimes you need to pay for music sometimes you need to pick up you know a music instrument or pick up you know shoes and music listen to music get into it you know just it's, it's it helps you mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I mean i agree um Absolutely, it it helped me. I mean, it helped me to uh, feel like I had some direction here f after not having had any for at some point. Yeah. Well, I'm curious about your story. I mean, you pick up like the music, um, like instrument, really late, right? Um, yeah. Well, like I said, after sort of being sort of forced to learn piano at age four, and more or less giving up piano at age seven, not really having gotten anywhere. Yeah, but why did you start now? Some people would think, it's, oh, it's too late, wish I don't be believe that. But, yeah, I'm curious why, what, you know, what really drives you to pick up well, an instrument? Well, it was Chiang Mai and the musicians and the live music here, um, especially Northgate, but really if I think about it, uh, ever since I was in Chiang Mai, I was around musicians hmm. and, you know, hearing live music. And then when Northgate came about, Northgate was sort of that place that gave a space to mm. to anybody to get, to get on stage, right? Right, right. right. And um, you know, Paul himself, he invited me to play an instrument and mm. said he would teach me. Mm. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he taught me. He taught me. You know what? Just he, playing around. <laughs> you, you laugh, uh, but in I, you know, I'm not sure for every level of musician, but for me, for a beginning musician, he was actually a really good teacher, I think. He is. He, yeah. I mean, he should be. He graduated in, you know, education. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, I don't know, you know, we had like a similar bend of philosophical mind, and he, he just said, you know, long tone, and he could explain to me the importance of it. Mm. And, mm. you know, and also, the, like you said, walk the walk. The walk yeah, uh, walk the walk. Before. I mean, you know, when you hear someone... 
make a beautiful sound on the mm, instrument, true. one beautiful sound, it's impressive. It is. It is. And it's very, inspiring. very inspiring. I mean, I'm still trying to. I practice like my Zen method every day. You know, one strum. You know, one sword. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I don't care about that. Like you, you focus so much, and you focus the right energy. You meditate, and you don't even play, but you imagine of the sound that you want. Right after you tune your guitar, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after you tune, <laughs> not just like pick up and, but then you just like. It may take as long as you need. I once stared at a, at a guitar for, you know, having it in my hand and ready to play with a chord. I think the longest I have ever stared without playing, I think was about 15 minutes. <laughs> really? Yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm pressing it. Right. My hand was hurting, but I was just like so focused that, okay, I want the sound. I want the sound. It's just. You know, it's just gonna come together, and then when you feel the right moment comes together, that's when you play. Mm. And that's how I practice. I claim somehow I practice. Anyway, that's, an, that's another <laughs> podcast we can do, I guess. It is, it is amazing. <laughs> it really, is amazing. Once, like I remember, and people know it. Like I remember once being on the third floor of the North Gate. Well, it was like one way or the other, I forget. Either me and Jimmy Whelan, Jimmy were on the fourth floor and Bar was on the third floor, mm. or, the, or the vice versa. And we heard Bar do this, like, just a long tone, yeah. one note. Yeah. And me and Jimmy, like, we were downstairs, like, holy, like, holy shit. And Bar came, Bar came down the stairs, like, came down the stairs, yeah, all yeah. the stairs, said, do you like that? <laughs> Because he knew we liked that. Because he liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, he liked it. It was a yeah. That's, that's one how, of those one of those perfect notes. That's how you. That's how he practiced. But yeah. you know, that's not how you should always practice. You, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's like you like touching your left testicle all the time. You just keep touching it. It doesn't help. It helps something, but it doesn't help everybody. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but that's. If I, you know, I have a different relationship uh, to music than you, like in terms of, um, uh, and definitely in terms of my ambitions for music, which are like limited. Mm. But what I, you know, I was happy to be able to um, spend a few years learning an instrument and eventually like joining bands and you know yeah, joining yeah. your your bands. Yeah, and, you know. Uh, you have potential, my friend. Well, yeah, but I have, you know, like I said, a different set of. Uh, a different relationship and I don't r- require to have like a professional relationship right, with music right, right but I am happy to be able to tell people um, that you can start an instrument at 34 years old true having given a piano at seven true. And not, you know and true and get somewhere you don't have to become true you don't have to become Jimi Hendrix John true. Schofield or true. whoever you don't but you can still get somewhere and play with Musicians yeah. and experience yeah, and the you, beauty of music and learn music right and, and get value yeah, so much true. value so much from it true man that's so true but just to bring it down mm-hmm. the <laughs> there are some people that come through the jam at Northgate you know <laughs> and just try to like destroy that that atmosphere and destroy that the the beautiful energy that you just said by being so full of themselves and thinking like oh man I'm so good I just play a little bit and I'm just gonna show it to the world and just like you know which is not wrong but I mean the thing is you gotta have the right attitude 
mm-hmm. right? right? What if you like when the asshole would, like just come in like, look at me, I just you know I played saxophone in one week, I'm really good, you know I'm gonna jam with everybody. You, you know what though, <laughs> like the, uh, yeah, I I mean I agree, and that's all from ego, and that's all di- di- you know that's all a different thing, but pro- probably um, our idea of what a musician is and should be that that's related to that's related to uh, uh, the idea of the rock star and that's re- like I remember mm, um, true actually you no know, I remember having like conversations with people twenty uh, years ago in Chiang Mai and people were obsessed with with like just obsessed with who's the best guitarist in town who's I know the, like it's to, so to keep <laughs> to keep answer like <laughs> it's almost like they didn't want to listen to the music they just wanted to know. Yeah. That they could tell everybody that they'd been to see the best guitarist in town. Yeah, it's that's, a, that's a different. That's something else. That should change, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think it changed already, at least in the music community. I mean, people. Yeah, no, no. I think it really has changed yeah. now. Like it's changed, really changed a lot for the better. This, that, that idea is not less important, but you still get some of that energy, like you say, coming to Northgate. Yeah, sure. That energy to, yeah. you know, just want to show show off, show their best bits, yeah. this kind of thing. I can say right now, everybody's better guitarist than me. In my standard, <laughs> right? I mean, I don't, I don't consider myself the best guitarist ever. You know, I'm just trying to get by what I have in my head, and that's hard. If that, you know, if you take my standard in my head of what I expect to do on my guitar, then I'm, I'm like just a, you know, a first grade uh, guitarist. <laughs> you know, so for me, everybody's a better guitarist than me. You know, I'm just I'm just a guy that's trying to to get through to his uh, ambition and his vision of, of you know what I can bring inside my head because I can't do that yet. Yeah, well, even though you say that, like you're still like from that from my perspective, you you have like a pretty good relationship with music in the sense that. You know, even if even even if you can't do some of the things you might like to be able to do, mm-hmm. you're still able to get lost in the music, be in the music. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, sure. Every, almost every sure. night, you're still. Sure. Some people. I want to. So, some people yeah. get very frustrated with themselves, and you know what they what <laughs> they'd like to do compared with what they currently can do, and mm-hmm. that that sort of takes yeah. them away from being in the music. Yeah, well, I'm lucky because I, I study with, with some of the best teachers in the world and, you know, I mean, like, on your off night and you only know, like, you, you, you know yourself that it's an off night but you still make it a standard. Like, people can say, like, oh, he's, he's such a bad musician, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, but you know yourself, like, the level that you, you want. But, and for, but I'm, a, I'm an entertainer too. I'm a musician, I'm an entertainer. You want to go out there, you want to play and just like entertain, well, mostly entertain myself. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't please everybody, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like to, you know, do it. I just, I, I always have this thing in my mind, this sentence in my mind that you got to go all out. You got to give it all the best that you can. Even if you fail, you got to give it because... You know, you never know how long you're gonna, you know, live in this fucking world. You gotta give it all, you know. So I don't care if I fail. What I do care is my intention that I have gave my best, and people notice that. Mm-hmm. It might not be the best performance in in my life or in their life, but they know like this guy, man, he gave it his all, and it's worth worth that time of being there. 
Yeah, that's nice. That, that's but that's a lot more than you, people might think. The re- and the reason is, uh, and this like uh, this is a problem. I think we're gonna like wrap it up soon, aren't we? Yeah, but yeah, like okay. the reason the reason is because you can't give it your all without feeling like you've also prepared yourself. Right. So, so that like right. there have been times when you know I mean I'm prepared to give it all on stage, but there's a doubt in my mind, and the doubt mm-hmm. is. Man, you haven't picked up your horn and practiced in <laughs> you, you worthless piece of shit. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I never thought of that because, you know, if I was thinking that, I wouldn't be playing. Exactly. You know, yeah. so, so you, I, yeah, I, don't I, think I, that. My, no, no, exactly. I know. I'm like that's, so, but no, that's what I mean though. To be able to, um, you know, we were talking about Sonny Rollins, yeah. the bridge. Sonny Rollins, you know, took those. Periods off in his life where he didn't mm-hmm. play right. because he he felt like he needed to. Yeah, I remember to, that. I read about that. To True. take some time away and work True. on some new music and you know. Yeah, just get inspired again yeah. and right. you know the burnout. You know, just to relit and you know be. And, and then like when you see Sonny on stage playing live, he's just like totally lost in music. Oh yeah, you got to man. I mean, you. I mean, people have never who have never experienced that would not know the bliss of like man of. Maybe even Nirvana and Enlightenment and, you know, the closest thing of, like, you have an out, out, they call it what, an out of experience, like, out of, out of body experience. Well, yeah. like, I mean, from a psychologist's perspective, I think they call it a flow state, where okay, everything, state. everything that you're doing is just coming through you, you're making yeah. no, like, yeah. mental effort, yeah. it's kind of just, uh, you, yeah. you're just in the flow. But in some, some cases, like a spiritual uh, tr- uh, trip, a trance, you know, mm. Because yeah. I've been through it, it was amazing, and yeah. But having you know, just to just to you know, say the thing that you said. I mean, I study with a, a, a avant-garde legend called um, uh, Bobby Bradford, who who was uh, Oni Coleman's right-hand man before Don Sherry. Mm-hmm. And I went to uh, Pomona to study with Bobby or Mr. Bradford, and. I was expecting some like you know some weird shit, right? I mean, I mean, you listen to like oh avant-garde and all those things, but this guy, man, he taught us with uh, rhythm changes, and he plays one of the most beautiful solo on a cornet I have ever heard, and that you know I realized, and he talked about it too, like you know playing free jazz is not about you know bullshitting, it's about being the most other, you know honest to yourself mm. yeah right you gotta learn all your shit you gotta learn you know you gotta know you gotta know your horn you gotta know yourself and you just let it go in the moment you can't doubt yourself mm-hmm. avant-garde is not doubting it's about expressing right it's express expressionism music mm. so you gotta express you gotta be your truth form if you're lying that's also your truth form Yeah, I mean, but even before avant-garde, like Charlie pa- Charlie Parker said, you know, ep- you play, you can only play what you are. Yeah, you know, and if you've um, learned your instrument, then you basically everything that you are right. can come right. out. And because of that, you know, that lesson, I still practice every day just to, you know, it's like it's like a samurai, you know, honing his uh, skill and trying to uh, uh, what sharpen his blade every day. P- P- From uh, T-Bone, he likes to talk about. Is it Muzukashi the samurai? Uh, uh, Musashi. 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 I didn't know he liked to talk about him. Well, okay. yeah, no, because he made this uh, Facebook post once, but he also said, I think he said it once in a workshop that basically um, you can only 
so Musashi must have said you can only fight as you practice. Right. So I th um, right. Gov, he basically the last wo the workshop I went to, he basically said he's now he only practices sort of uh, let's say free improvisation mm. because that's what he wants to play. Yeah. You know, so he's basically practicing as he wants to play. True. But he True. he yeah. also said to everybody that he spent you know. He spent years, years doing the other stuff. Yeah, he, learning his all basic the other stuff. Is amazing. He, doesn't, he doesn't need to. God. He doesn't need to do that anymore. Maybe. Or, well, I always go through it. You know, well, I like 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 a warm up to my guitar. Yeah, I always I, do I a don't warm up. Know. He's yeah, probably doing warm ups. Yeah, he, yeah I but I mean, but when you're practicing, it's not you all. You know, the good way of practicing is you don't practice you something you know. Mm -hmm. Like I said, that's like jerking off. You know, it's like you gotta practice the thing you don't know. Put yourself in a, uh, you know, your, you know, they call it what? Un uh, uncomfortable position. Uh, yeah, un uh, yeah, uncomfort, uh, uh, yeah, un discomfort zone. Yeah, discomfort zone. Out of your comfort zone. Yeah, out of your comfort say. zone. Yeah. yeah, you got to, you gotta push it. I always do that in my practicing. Then okay, maybe it's just getting too difficult. Then you go back to like a little things that you know kind of soothing your, you know, like review of what you have learned and you pick it up. Mm. You know, and just make it your own thing. Yeah, and that's that's how I practice. And I think, you know, when I play too, sometimes I fuck up when I when I play, you know, with my band. But usually it's it's just like because you want to push yourself. You don't want to play the same shit. Mm. The music, like you know, the way I write music is like you have a structure, right? But you always go out. You always like push things. You just like you know, just trying to experiment and just trying to get that thing that you're practicing and push yourself. I think that's that's what it is, but I think we we're, we're coming to the end of the segment, oh, uh, the the end of the episode, right? We uh, we might have spoken a little bit long than we thought, but I say, well, who cares? I mean, you can come and listen back anyway. If you don't want to listen, it's okay because we only right now we're only gonna launch like the episode like maybe you know two two times a month. Is um, it too little? I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Maybe well, yeah, maybe people at home, you who are listening now, give us some comments and some feedback that do you want to hear more about us or what you want to talk about, you know, give us that, you know, constructive criticism and maybe we'll care. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> so maybe you want to sign off, Paul? Um, yeah. D this has been the Depth Charge podcast. By Bane and Sugars, episode two. Yeah, um, yeah, we're gonna keep uh, chewing up, mulling over the fat, chewing mm -hmm. the fat, mulling over whatever it is that you mull over. Yep, and uh, yep, yep. hope you're enjoying it with yeah. us. And we try to improve more and more. Until right. next time. See ya. See ya. <laughs>